Welcome to My Cockpit's podcast feature interview. My Cockpit's feature interviews include people who have special flight simulation or home cockpit building skills. Today's interview is supported by the technical assistance of FSBreak.net. FS Break is a weekly audio podcast that covers all things about flight sim, including news, reviews, and much more. Thanks to all of you, my cockpit is the largest home cockpit builders community in the world. You can access my cockpit at www.mycockpit.org. This program's guest is with world-renowned Peter Dawson and hosted by my cockpit's very own Vibeau. Peter, uh, thank you very much to, um, to having agreed to come and talk to us. It's really a privilege to have you on our um, podcast. Well, thank you very much. I feel quite honored. <laughs> So Peter, how uh, how did you spend your uh, Christmas and New Year weekend? Was it um, had great fun with family? Oh yes, we've uh, we have uh, three three grown up children, one one with a, a family of uh, two grandchildren, and uh, we we take it in turns uh, for Christmas these days. Uh, it was our turn to host this year, so the whole family de- descended upon us. And yes, it was very nice. It was uh, a proper fat family Christmas. Everybody went by uh, Tuesday. My son lives in Spain. He went back to Spain, and my daughter lives in Plymouth. So they're all they're all they're all spread over, spread around now. Okay, really good. Uh, glad that you had a great time, especially with grandchildren. Uh, must be a lot of fun, I guess. We had the grandchildren for New Year's Eve as well, uh, but uh, we act as babysitters on New Year's Eve. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, um, everybody in the FS community knows you really well. You've won number of awards for the work that you've put through with uh, FS UIPC. You've won the Sim Flight Award. You've won the AFSIM, the Flight Sim, the, and so on and so forth. Your contribution through FS UIPC and the related software has been quite amazing. If I were to say it's been able to extend the capability of flight simulation to a large extent. Would you just want to take our listeners and how, how did this begin and how did this journey eventually start and did you actually imagine that uh, your software would be able to achieve what it's been able to achieve now before five years when you began? Well, not really. Uh, and that's right, the, the first version of FS RPC was um, over 10 years ago now and that was for FS 2000. It was a very selfish endeavor to start with. It was um, I had quite a lot invested in uh, Flight Sim 95 and Flight Sim 98 in the way of add-on programs, um, and uh, the, the, the they often work, they worked through a, a program written by Adam Zoffren, who then went to work for Microsoft, a program called FS well, FS5 IPC for the uh, FS 95 and FS6 IPC for FS 98. And when I when, it, when I moved to FS 2000, there were, uh, by that time Adam Zoffren wasn't doing anything anymore. And I needed to make all my programs work on FS2000. So I, I developed uh, FSUI. Originally, it was going to be FS7 IPC just for FS2000. But I thought, well, there's new versions of FS coming out every two or three years. Uh, so what, I, I changed the name to U for Universal uh, with the idea of trying to maintain the interface the same uh, sort of forever after so that the programs could always be used. And that's what happened. So FS2000, with FSU IPC, I could run my FS98 add-ons on FS2000 and on FS2002 and 2004 and so on. And that's one of the, that's really been the main objective of FSU IPC is to um, maintain compatibility uh, through all the different versions of Flight Sim so that 
add-ons haven't got to be rewritten. So when you buy a new version of Flight Sim, you've always got a number of add-ons that you can still use. That's 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 that was it. that was always the objective. It's grown a lot since then. Uh, <laughs> yeah. As you know, uh, and a lot of the growth has been in terms of user facilities as opposed to applications application facilities, and I think it's probably the user facilities, not the add-on facilities that the cockpit builders are more interested in, but the facilities for programming buttons and, uh, uh, and joysticks and so on. It's really amazing. Peter, how much time do you actually spend in developing and maintaining a day-to-day basis on FSUIPC? Oh, well, it's, 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 it's been more or less, I mean, or flight simulation has been a full-time job for me now for most of the 10 years I've been working on FSUIPC, not just because of FSUIPC, but other things as well, WideFS and the number of other support programs I, I've been doing. Um, and it's, uh, I just do, uh, I've been a programmer since 1963. Um, but I was, um, I, I, when I left, I, I worked for a large company, ICL. When I left, I left there when microcomputers came out and started doing my own software then. And that paid paid enough for me to uh, eventually, as I say, 10 years ago, really go full-time working on my hobby until still I started running out of money. And that's when I started uh, looking looking for ways of um, at least com- continue working on FSUIPC by raising, um, by actually putting a price on it, which I didn't really want to do because it was still a hobby. And when you change to, when you change to charging for things, it's easy to become a hobby and becomes a business, which I didn't really want it to be. However, it's turned out quite well. I still sort of treat it like a hobby, and people seem to understand that. So it still works okay. Yeah, I've also seen you really active in a number of forums. MyCockpit.org is, of course, a place where you've been actively involved and been participating, and there are a lot of other forums that you're active to. The amount of time you're willing to take out and uh, solve people's problems and people's questions. Yeah. Well, I hope to. I hope. I've actually been trying to reduce the time a little bit so I can spend more time actually flying myself. <laughs> okay. But, uh, I don't, don't seem to get a lot of time for flying. But it, and when I do do some flying, it seems to be mostly testing things. So I'm sort of instead of flying for fun, I'm, I'm, I'm watching this, I'm watching that, and looking to see if this works and looking to see if that works. But I, actually, talking to other cockpit builders, you find that um, probably 90% of the time cockpit builders are flying, they're actually... Um, they're not flying. They're, they're tweaking and fiddling and changing and so on. It's a bit like a model. I've also I've also got a model railway, and I think uh, building cockpits a bit like having a model railway. It's never actually finished. There's always something you're doing. Now and then you you might watch the trains whiz around for a little while, but most of the time you're actually building something or changing something or wiring something or sorting a problem out. No, it looks it looks that way for cockpit builders as well. Right. It's something that's never over. Uh, it's, it, the, the construction is always on. But it's, it's quite interesting what you say because when you come to cockpit building, um, initially you come to cockpit building because you like flying, uh, but then uh, you start liking building so much that <laughs> you eventually fly very little. That's what happens. I mean, it's a bit the same with me because uh, even when I'm flying, as I say, I'm, re- I'm really looking to see that this works and that works and the other works. And it's, uh, At the moment, I'm, uh, uh, the main thing I'm doing when I'm flying is helping develop um, um, Robert Caesar's It's Your Plane program to uh, work properly with Project Magenta with a full cockpit because uh, quite often I fly alone um, and, with, and flying a 737 alone is okay, it's quite fun but with, uh, when you've got uh, proper air traffic control, uh, things like takeoffs and land, the takeoff and landing phases can be quite hectic and um, I, I, what, I, what I really want is a co-pilot to help so that's, that's why I'm working on with them on It's Your Plane with uh, Robert Caesar to do that but uh, that's, that's just one thing I'm working on at the moment, but it, it varies from time to time. And, of course, I'm always adding 
I'm always thinking about uh, adding things, more things to FSUIPC, mainly mainly from user requests these days. Most okay. of the stuff I've been adding, most of the stuff I've been adding recently aren't, aren't directly useful to me. In the past, it sort of I was mainly adding things when I, I saw a use for them. If you see what, if you see what I mean, but these days it's mostly requests. What's what's been your biggest challenge that you had to overcome over the last decade or so when you brought FSUIPC to the stage that it is today? Well, the main the main thing really was FS2004 was a right. I'm, I better not swear on on air. <laughs> it was a real a real pain to actually um, get into um, with. Um, in, in the FS98 days, I mean, I started working on FS add-ons in FS4 days. Uh, I used to do scenery add-ons, and not, not sceneries themselves, but utilities to help build or take apart sceneries and so on in FS4 days. Um, in, in FS98 days, the code inside Flight Sim was uh, very much still uh, mostly the assembler type and very easy to follow C type coding that was used in earlier versions. It was sort of not, not completely rewritten. Uh, FS2000 is a bit more complicated. They rewrote a little bit here and there. But on, the whole structure underneath and the, the way it was written was similar right through to FS2004. And 2004 was almost a, um, a complete rewrite of uh, some of the fundamentals. Obviously, it wasn't a complete rewrite from 2002. It's still evolu- evolutionary. But the code was much more complicated. They changed to using C++ and uh, black box type technologies where where each component was separated and had its own interfaces and so on and so on. And the C++ when compiled is absolutely horrible to find follow because it's all in directions, it's all virtual pointers there, pointers there, and everything is and everything's so so deep inside, you know, layer layer upon layer. And I had to dig into this to find all the things I'd I'd almost taken for granted in previous versions where I could just convert to the uh, just find where things have gone in the new version, and then, then so I can map, map everything across. And 2004, I nearly gave up altogether with 2004 because um, it took me a good six months just to find out how to manipulate the weather, and then they went and ch- then they went and, they went and changed it all again. Um, <laughs> it, it was real. It was a real pain, and I wasn't. I, I, I thought to myself then, if the next version is like this, I'm not. I, I am going to give up. That'll be it. Um, but then, uh, then of course. With FSX, uh, Microsoft actually uh, called me in and, and talked to me about the design uh, in the first place, which was quite quite a change. Um, I'd had in for some previous versions of Flight Sim, I'd had quite good contacts within Microsoft now and then, but with FS 2004, they closed up shop. They sort of there was some political wrangle, and they wouldn't discuss anything with me. So it was really hard work. With, with FSX, they actually brought me in and discussed discussed it all before they designed SimConnect. And, of course, um, SimConnect was going to be a nice growing thing like FSUIPC had been um, until they pulled the, pulled the plug on that um, and didn't, uh, didn't really develop it anymore after the first couple of uh, service packs. So, so my worst experience was really FS2004. I just sort of uh, must have been working 100 or 120 hours a week for six months. I'm not doing this again. And that's... that's that's also the time when I said, when I sort of decided that I'm going to carry on doing this, it, it'll have to pay. That's when that's when I went uh, went pay with um, flights. Uh,
It's very interesting uh, that you said 2004, uh, uh, the past uh, discussions that we've had with um, others around the community thought FS10 was the biggest challenge, uh, but probably you didn't find that as a biggest challenge because Microsoft spoke to you up front and uh, you were very familiar with the changes. I, uh, is that right? There's a lot more cooperation. And in actual fact, FSUI PC uses um, SIM Connect anyway. It's sort of it's So they did an interface for me, uh, not only for other people to use, but for me to use as well. I mean, there's a few things. There's quite a few things missing, so I still had to plunge into the code a little bit here and there. But uh, most of the complicated stuff was done. The only stuff I'm not happy with was really the, the way they did the weather facilities in SIM Connect. But on the other hand, I think the main problems with the weather are still the same. They, they actually carried forward the same bugs in the, in the weather uh, simulation into FSX that they were in um, FS uh, 2004. So I, I don't think either way we would have uh, solved, the, solved all the weather problems. Um, it's, am it's amazing to me that um, programs like Active Sky managed to actually achieve what they do with the, the way the weather is. <laughs> <laughs> now that we've just spoken about Microsoft, we all know the past and, and where Microsoft, uh, I'm not sure what their vision is as far as flight simulation is concerned. Um, it's very interesting um, on what's happening around the flight simulation community with a lot, lot more new players coming in. Um, most of them, I presume, are in very initial stages of their developing their engines. Um, how do you uh, look at uh, this going forward in the next 12 months or so? Do you, do you see anybody emerging really strong uh, to the levels that FS10 uh, reached? Uh, not, not, not in 12 months. It's just not possible. Um, I know uh, Aerosoft, uh, Matas Cook in Aerosoft is trying to get together um, a team, to, is looking at getting together a team to actually develop um, a, a completely new flight simulator um, to, to replace the whole that FSX I would have uh, is leaving, um, but I don't think they they would expect to have anything off the ground for at least two years. Uh, the uh, there's a lot of work, it's, uh, and it's um, I mean the team the team in that flight sim had in Microsoft uh, was was a large team, and they were all very specialised. I think they are doing something again now, but uh, uh, judging by what most people think, uh, they think it's going to be an online type of uh, a more a game oriented much in the way of uh, the way Microsoft is going in that department with, uh, on, with online and cloud computing, which I don't fully understand. It's all them. Um, I've, always been, I've always been the sort of uh, person that likes the programs I'm dealing with, actually sitting in the computer I've got on the desk, and I sort of just uh, having, having, having it all run from somewhere else that doesn't, doesn't sound very pleasing to me. <laughs> so <laughs> that's not, I'm, I'm unlikely to get involved in anything like that. Um, with, on the Microsoft, on the, um, the Aerosoft proposals, they sound pretty good, but I'm, 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 I'm getting on a bit now, and I want to, I want to spend more time uh, both with them, um, both with my own simulator. I want to finish my Waddle Railway still, uh -huh. <laughs> and I want to go, I want to see more of the world and travel more. So I'm, I'm, I'm probably not going to be closely involved in new developments uh, in, in, in sort of two years' time, whatever they might be. I, I'll continue to maintain FSUIPC for my own and for others okay. on FSX. I can't. FSX, the fact that there's no other new version of Flight Simulator coming from Microsoft sort of next year uh, is actually a good thing in a way because it stops all this panicking about, oh, will, 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 will the hardware cope? Will all my add-ons still, still be working? Will this be working? Can I transfer all the scenery? All that sort of stuff. Uh, there, there isn't any need for that sort of panic now. So uh, people who actually develop add-ons have got sort of free reign. I think the main problem they're worried about is that uh, with Microsoft not actively pushing flight simulator, not actively selling it, that they won't better get um, the people who do 
boxed products and so on won't better get them in the shops because the shops won't won't, won't uh, pr- provide add-ons for a program that Microsoft isn't supporting. So yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's the main worry, I think. So uh, I think there's a general general sort of consensus that the market will gradually sort of die, which is uh, it won't for us enthusiasts, of course. But I assume I assume the problem for commercial organisations is that they need a growing a growing number of customers all the time. That's right. I think it's it's more of uh, making the product visible, which Microsoft is doing very well across the world, but uh, which may not happen anymore. And, and therefore, the economics of this becomes a little bit more doubtful then. But uh, but hopefully something will happen and uh, things will turn around soon. Um, well, I'm hopeful for, for the Aerosoft proposals. I mean, that, 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 that they're the only one so far. I, they're, they're, there's, there's, there's some people who like explain. I tried explain, and, um, and it just really is my cup of tea. I just can't go on with it. I thought I tried it... Um, way back in version 6 time, I think, and I didn't like it then. And then somebody said, oh, try version 9, you'll see a great difference. And I tried it, and I don't see it. <laughs> I'm, afraid, I'm afraid I still didn't like it. But, uh, um, I mean, it's, it, I suppose it's got, it's got the potential, but it's just sort of, it's, it's, it seems so primitive compared with where we're at with, um, with Flight Simulator 9, yet alone, yet alone FSX. You, you kept mentioning a number of times that uh, you want to spend more time flying. So what kind of aircraft do you like to fly in any particular airport uh, of choice that you prefer to uh, shuttle? Yeah. Well, I, I, I tend – I like short flights, so I stick to um, – I've got two, two, two little – two simulators. One is a, a PFC 737 cockpit, which um, I got sort of uh, relatively cheap from, from PFC because I do, I do the drivers for their hardware. Um, and that's installed in a bedroom upstairs that sort of weighs about three quarters of a ton and sort of sits in the middle. I have a projector to project the scenery, outside scenery. And that's a very comfortable um, twin. You know, it's got uh, the, the pilot and the co-pilot seats. It's a glass cockpit, 737NG. Uh, I've got an overhead in it, but the overhead at the moment hasn't got any indicators. They're actually, they did a prototype uh, with all the indicators, which is over still over in America, um, which they they were going to start manufacturing, but they decided not to. So they decided to let me have the prototype. So I hope to get that installed this year, and that will be really, that'll be really nice um, because that will have the uh, all the indicators you need on the overhead as well. Um, so I, I like to fly that, but I like I like to, I like sh- uh, short trips so that most of the time you're sort of taking off and landing rather than the cruise is a bit a uh, bit boring even if you've got air traffic control. Um, so and. Also, I think in the past, I used to try and collect scenery for all over the world and fly everywhere. Um, and, in fact, I preferred to fly uh, in places like uh, well, North America or, or Australia where I didn't, I didn't actually know, know the place. So that the other primitive scenery available at the time didn't look too bad. But now the scenery is so good, I tend to like flying in Europe where I know it, I know it a bit better because um, then you can see places and recognize them, and that's, that's quite interesting. Uh, so I fly Europe only at the moment and sort of... Uh, based at Manchester, which is the nearest airport to me here. Um, I like flying to Heathrow, and then from Heathrow on, perhaps Paris or Brussels or Frankfurt, and then and down through Italy and Spain, and, uh, well, all around Europe, up to as far, as far afield as Moscow and um, Istanbul, far north as Helsinki and uh, Oslo and Stockholm and so on. Um, but uh, definitely Europe. I, I venture out into the Atlantic as far as Madeira, because Madeira is an interesting airport to go to. Um, but yes, I fly there to those sort of areas. Uh, the other simulator I've got is a little, um, a little Piper cockpit, hardware cockpit, which was made by Aerosoft Australia. That's not the same Aerosoft as the European one. Um, 
I think they made about only about made about five of these. I thought they were going to make quite a lot of them. They made about five of them, and I bought one of the very very first ones, and I used that for um, VFR flights, low level, using photographic scenery, um, which is um, and that's mainly just in the UK, Channel Islands, perhaps across to um, the Netherlands and uh, Germany, places where we've got some good VFR sceneries, um, and that's um, that's just just a sort of um, more re more re a relaxation from the uh, stresses of uh, being an airline pilot. I, suppose. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was about to ask you. Most of us have uh, difficulties in dividing time from one, between our cockpit and family. So, how do you divide time between your piper and the other other uh, cockpit that you mentioned? Well, the, the thing is, I mean, I've got um, evening. I, I don't tend to use, fly in the evenings or work in the evenings these days. So the evenings are either just relaxing, watching television, watching a film, or with family or whatever, uh, playing table tennis. Um, so it's, don't forget, I'm uh, being sort of reti retired, if you like. I'm sort of full-time, full-time either developing FSUIPC or able to fly during the day. Okay. That's not not been a problem. I'm sort of uh, I've been sort of semi-retired, just doing the hobby since the, since I was 60 anyway. So okay, that's, that's, uh, it's, uh, that, the time isn't a problem really. Except for holidays, I mean, uh, I like we like we, we've been we've been travelling more and more. I'm, one of my interests is um, is steam is steam railways. Uh, so we've been travelling to parts of the world, uh, visiting steam railways whilst they're they're still running. Okay, visiting steam railways. Have you been to India lately? We've got to quite a few. Yeah. We've been to India twice. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, yes, we've been in the main. The, my, in fact, my favourite railway in the whole world is the Darjeeling Railway. Yeah. Really, okay. uh, I haven't been, but I've, of course I've read a lot about that. But I haven't been there. Been there twice, and and Shimla with steam mm -hmm. as well, and of course the. Uh, the uh, in, uh, from from Delhi down to um, Agra by steam uh, and okay. to Jaipur, all that all that sort of area. I've visited I've visited South, Southern India or Sri Lanka yet, the areas which I, w I want to go to as well. Okay, coming back to our uh, cockpit, um, it, it's really interesting to know that you have two cockpits. Um, so, uh, what kind of interface software do you use? You use Project Magenta, or um, is there any other solution that you have uh, to run these? Uh, the project, is, the, yeah, the 737 is currently set up with Project Magenta. I have also got um, uh, Flight Deck software, which I keep meaning to try, but everything's so heavily, pro uh, you know, the, the things I program myself are so heavily uh, Project Magenta oriented. That I've been working with really with Enrico. Shirati, the author of Project Magenta, now since um, FS98 days or before, uh, I met him. I, I remember I met him at one of the um, uh, Schiphol Avio Dome 24-hour races uh, we used to have there once a year, and that's where I first met uh, Enrico. And really, uh, a lot of the development of wide FS in particular was t was tied up with um, uh, the needs of uh, Project Magenta. So we've got a very close relationship there. And uh, yes, I use. It's nicely set up on my cockpit. I have got um, Sim Avionics as well, but I haven't even tried installing that yet. I've got uh, Flight Deck software. See, there are the, there used to only be Project Magenta. If you wanted to um, do a, proper, a full a full cockpit with proper instrumentation and so on, there was really only Project Magenta that would do the job once. Now there are at least the three. There's uh, Project Magenta, Sim Avionics, and Flight Deck software. And they all they all look quite good, and they're they're all coming on well. And I'd like to try try the other two just to see see what they're like and see how they're developing. But it's just a matter of getting time to actually um, change things over. Um, and really, I'd sort of been spending that much time do, doing FSUIPC development. I haven't even got enough time to fly in the first place. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, uh, but on the on the Piper cockpit, that's just um, 
uh, my uh, an interface program I, I've written to the Aerosoft hardware. Um, so there's just FSUIPC plus a little a little module that's uh, FSUIPC runs, uh, which drives the hardware. So there's no uh, there's no need there's no project magenta or it's not it's not a multiple computer system. It's that's just a single computer and okay. there's a, a single piece of hardware with analog instrumentation on. Okay. Uh, what kind of developments can we see in FSUIPC over the next um, uh, year or so? Uh, is there anything that you're working on? Well, I've, I've been trying to. I've been trying to. I've been trying to stop. Well, not actually stop, but I've been trying to cut down on it. So, I, as I say, so I can spend more time on other things. Um, but, and in fact, I um, there hasn't been a major new release um, in terms of a complete new documented release now since August last. Um, but there's been so many facilities I've been adding recently, mainly in, in terms of uh, the extending the capabilities of adding people adding their own plugins uh, using the Lua programming language, which I've been quite I found quite uh, quite a nice way of doing things because it's uh, by providing a Lua interface that's LUA, it's a, a programming language. By providing a Lua a plugin interface, it really allows people to do whatever they like. Um, uh, the FSU IPC without me having to change the code so much. Um, so recently, uh, for instance, in Lua, I, I added socket facilities so you could actually link FSU IPC directly to other computers, not using WideFS, but using your own um, uh, people, people who are programmers using their own interfaces uh, using Windows sockets. Uh, I've also just finished adding GoFlight um, GoFlight hardware support to uh, the Lua interface that that will be released uh, next month, or this, probably this month. This month it's being te beta tested at the moment. Um, and there's some other things I might add to Lua, like the abilities to manipulate sound, so you can add programs that uh, do sound effects and various other things, um, and possibly uh, possibly other hardware support. I'm not sure yet. But uh, the things that I things that I I can foresee are just simple um, extensions to what's, what's, already, what, what, what's already existing. You know. I cannot see uh, any major other developments because Flight Sim obviously isn't developing anyway, so it's not, uh, not something which is going to change in terms of the capabilities in relation to Flight Simulator itself. It's just the extensibility that I'll be looking at, that's all. Okay. And not, not, not so often. Because <laughs> <Not laughs> okay. they, they, they all take up... Uh, more time testing, more time developing, and then the more, also, of course, the more things I add, the more support I have to do, because the more questions there are. On the uh, on your website, uh, there are quite a few that have been listed. Um, I'm not sure if all of them have been authored by you, or, and I can see some of them have been contributed by others as well. Um, are these kind of developments uh, common, and are, are, are there more that are happening around the corner that you would be supporting in future? Well, in terms, do you mean add-ons that... Um you mean useful uh, plugins and things? That's like right. That's right. Absolutely. Or macros and things. Um, yeah, what, I, what I hope to do is, um, I, 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 find, I find it a little bit difficult to know how to handle them. There's a lot, lot of people. I, I, currently, I'm putting putting things as stickies on my website and I'm uh, on the support forum, and I put a few things in the announcements. I mean, I'd like to package them up and sort of make them more easily available for, for download, but it's sort of it's a bit more difficult. It's a bit difficult to know how to describe some of them, and there's. A lot of them are specialised. You know, if you're using this aircraft, this is okay. This is useful. If you're using that aircraft, this is okay, and so on. So I don't, I'm not sure how to handle those yet. Um, I don't want to put everything in the same package. That means so that everybody who downloads FSUIPC has to have them all because it just it just clutters up the disk and it makes the download very slow because it gets bigger and bigger. 
I've always prided myself on how small I've managed to keep uh, FSUIPC, despite how many functions it uh, has been been added to it. I don't really want to defeat that by making the zip package huge by putting lots of added, lots, lots of other things in. So I'm, I'm still looking at thinking about how how to handle the. I've, I've got you know apart from the ones that are already published, I've got other things that people have sent me which are, have been useful. Um, and I'll, I'll but yeah, I'll, I'm going to have to look at ways of doing that. I, I, I suppose really I should have my own website so I could sort of present it all properly. I, I don't. Um, I've never. I've never actually. Oddly enough, I've never learned how to use the web properly. I don't know. <laughs> I'm investigating, investigating web page programming. How I could probably do with a friendly web programmer, really. Okay. <laughs> it's, really um, it's something that hasn't interested me. So if, you, if something doesn't interest you, you don't really uh, follow things up, do you? That's right. Uh, okay. Well, that's about it, uh, Peter. Really appreciate your time and um, I wish you uh, a, a great 2010 and hope that brings more time with your family, more time with your hobby and um, and much more success uh, to you and uh, uh, all the best, uh, Peter, and thank you very much. Limebound, that was an excellent interview with a very interesting Peter Delson. Well, there's another side of Peter than just FSUIPC. Thank you, Peter, and Vibeau for a wonderful interview. That concludes today's featured interview conducted by our very own Vibow. Stay tuned for another exciting interview in the near future with one of my cockpit's favorite and talented cockpit builders. Thanks to all of you, my cockpit is the largest home cockpit builders community in the world. You can access my cockpit at www.mycockpit.org. We want to thank the folks at FS Break for their support and technical assistance. FS Break is a weekly audio podcast that covers all things about flight sim, including news, reviews, and much more. You can find out more information about FS Break at fsbreak.net. 